Welcome to Chart and Compass Ministry, a ministry of Christ Lutheran Church in Cape Canaveral, helping you to navigate through the storms of this life by the ever-accurate compass of the Word of God. I'm pleased to share with you today another message from Pastor Greg Lassier, and the message today is titled, Will God Be Faithful to Us As We Grow Old? Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Last week, as you know, I was up with Cape, uh, in Cape Cod with my parents to see mom and dad, and they're getting older. And uh, on uh, one of the last days before I left up there, uh, dad and I decided to drive to the beach, maybe perhaps for one more time to see the sea together on which we experienced so many adventures growing up. Because dad thinks he might be soon to depart this world. We don't know if that's in months days or years, but he's drawing closer to departing. And so on the drive to the beach, I said, hey, Dad, I, I don't have any topic for next week's sermon. What should I preach on? He said, without hesitation, getting older. So <laughs> I was like, hey, that's a, that's a great idea. I think I could work with that one. It applies to him. Does it apply to anybody here, you think? All right. So let's talk about getting older today. And uh, is that good or bad? You know, um, getting older as a Christian, is that easy or hard, do you think? Is that just a breeze or is it more like a storm? Well, there are a lot of blessings to getting older, but it's also really hard at the same time. Uh, think of it, our bodies break down and we're sort of like this old car, right? And it worked well for a lot of years, and it starts to have problem after problem after problem, taking it into the mechanic, taking it into the doctor to keep things running, to keep things going, and it's breaking down, and that's tough. It's really tough when it's your body, because at least with a car, you can turn it in for a new model, but the body, it's the only one you get, at least in this life. So it's really tough to see the body break down as we age and get older. So today, let's take a look at that, about aging as a Christian. Is that good or is that bad? And how is a Christian's aging different from that of an unbeliever's? And is there any good news to us from God about aging? According to his scriptures, his spirit, his word. Let's take a look at that today, see what we can see about it. Well, first of all, where does aging come from? What's the origin of aging? Uh, how did it come to be that we age? Well, you all know, it gets right back there to the beginning, right? To Adam and Eve. Let's read a little bit about that, even though you already know this. But we read in Genesis 2, The Lord God planted a garden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that's pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So how many trees is that? I mean, uh, the big ones. Two major ones, right? There's the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what do we read? God said, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. So what happened, you all know the story, Adam ate of the fruit, the forbidden fruit, he sinned, 
And so what happened as a result was he came to die. The punishment was the curse, the curse of death from that tree. We read that God said to Adam after he ate, because you've eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat. Cursed is the ground because of you. So there was a curse associated with it. And part of it was this, that in the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till the day that you, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So this is the origin of aging. Again, it's a curse, it's death, it's from sin, it's from a tree. Okay, that's what the scriptures say. So, next question is, did Adam and Eve die the very day that they ate of that tree? God said, in the very day that you eat of it, you shall die. Did they actually die? Well, spiritually, yes, absolutely. Because we read uh, at other places in scripture, we were dead says Paul, dead through the trespasses and sins in which we once walked before Christ came. In other words, even though we're physically alive, we were dead to God. Because when Adam broke his relationship with the God of life, when you cut yourself off from the God of life, you have now entered into death. Spiritually, they died that very day. Okay, how about their bodies, though? Were their bodies dead, like, straight away? No, they lived for a while, but... Death was already at work in them. And this is the origin of aging. In the course of time, they did return to the dust and they did die. But death was already at work in them. And so that's aging. It's the curse of Adam, the curse from the tree. And frankly, we were all and still are under that curse, at least in our flesh, right? Because we're all getting older. We're all going to die one day. We're not here forever. And what do we read? We read that of that other tree, the tree of life, remember the other tree in the garden, God said, lest the man put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. In other words, in that sinful, evil estate, God drove out the man and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim with a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So, we all suffer, we all die. This is the curse from Adam, from that tree, from sin, from that first tree. That's the origin of aging. Are we good? All right, let's ask the next question, though. Is aging good or bad? Is it uh, a good thing or a not good thing? Well, you know, the amazing thing is about our God is that even though they sinned and the punishment was death, amazingly, he still loved them and still cared for them and earnestly sought their welfare, and Adam and even lived for another 900 years. Wow. God can turn, friends, a curse, aging and death, into a blessing. Let's take a look in the Bible at a, just a couple of those. For example, what are the blessings of getting older? Are there any? Well, Proverbs 16, verse 20, uh, 31. Gray hair, says God, is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. When your hair turns silver, you know, God says that's actually a blessing. We kind of say, no, I want to go back to when I was 20, but gray hair, silver hair is a blessing. Why is that a crown God puts upon your head as you age? Well, guess what? It looks like his own hair. Remember in Revelation chapter 1 when John the Apostle sees Jesus in 
in the vision, and he turned to see the voice speaking, and he saw seven golden lampstands, and one in the midst of the lampstands, a son of man, that's Jesus, clothed with a long robe, kind of like this, with a golden girdle round his breast. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His head and his hair were white as white wool, white as snow. Wow, I see some snow out there in our congregation today. <laughs> you are wearing crowns. According to God and the Spirit, you are looking more like God as you get older. That's cool. Secondly, God bestows honor on the aged. Leviticus 19, you shall rise up before the white head and honor the face of an old man, and you shall fear the Lord. So God bestows honor upon you as you get older. That's good. Thank you, Lord. And family. We also read in Proverbs 17, grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of sons is their father's. So God bestows these blessings upon you. Grandchildren to enjoy. Take them out for ice cream, hand them back to their parents, they got all the trouble. <laughs> you know, the glory of sons is their fathers. I went up to see my dad last week, and you know what? He's old, he can't hardly walk from here to there without getting out of breath, but he's still my star. He's still my glory. He's still my hero. He's still my rock. He doesn't even know that. Same with my mom. These are blessings to the aged. And long life, that's a blessing if God gives it to you. For Psalm 91 says, Because he cleaves to me in love, I will deliver him. I'll protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll rescue and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So to come to a ripe old age like fruit on the vine, that's a great blessing of the Lord. So he's turned the curse into a great blessing about the aging process. So this is all wonderful, but let's now consider, are there any problems to getting old? You find any of those in your own life? Well, guess what, friends? It is still a curse, though, at the same time. Proverbs 20, uh, verse 29 says, The glory of young men is their strength. The glory of old men is their gray hair. Now, that's a good comment, but... I think a lot of us in our flesh would want to turn that one around and say, God, uh, I'll give you back some of my gray hair if you restore some of my strength. Don't you feel like that? Because when you get older, your teeth fall out, you know, your, your legs buckle, your strength wanes, constant trips to the doctor. This is hard stuff. Sometimes all you can really do is laugh at it. Like uh, the joke of an old man I read once of, and, he said, well, my arms are so tired, I can't hardly lift a cup of coffee. I got cataracts in my eyes, I can hardly see. I got arthritis in my neck, I can't turn around. My blood pressure medication makes me all dizzy. At least I can still drive. <laughs> right? You know? It's true. It's true. Turn in your license. Peter says all flesh is like grass and all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord abides forever. You know, our, our bodies are like that flower. They do wither, they do get old, they do break down. And that is tough to see your body breaking down because you only get one in this life. But you know what? As you get older, and I see this with my dad and mom, others, especially talking with my dad this week, you know, another thing you lose as you get older or can lose, uh, are some of the pains uh, of the loss of joy. You know, I mean, when 
dad was younger, we could always go sailing and we could go water skiing and he'd love to go to the theater and do this and that. Now he has trouble walking to the next room without getting out of breath. And you know what? That's very difficult to lose some of your joys. That's what Solomon said in, the, in Ecclesiastes. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth. He says, before the evil days come and the years draw nigh when you will say, I have no pleasure in them. You know, when you get older, it's hard to find those pleasures that you had when you're younger. That's tough to lose that. And then they take away your driver's license and you lose your freedom and you feel imprisoned in your own house. There's also, as you age, the, the pain of the loss of your self-esteem or your identity and your purpose. Do you ever feel that? You know, when you're young, you're like, hey, I married a wife and, and I'm raising a family and I'm working and I'm serving my country in the military or whatever. And, and I'm making a difference in this world. Then you eventually retire and you're like, I got nothing to do. Then you can't walk or go here and there. You're like, who am I anymore? I, I, I'm just a burden. I'm not doing anything for anybody. I, why am I even here? You know, that's something at least a lot of people can wrestle with as they get older. I'm good for nothing. Solomon said the same. Ecclesiastes 2. He says, I made great works. I built houses. I planted vineyards for myself. I had great possessions. I gathered for myself silver and gold, the treasures of kings and, and provinces. But then at the end, he says, where is all this gone? And all that work is over. And I'm just sitting here, an old man. It's all over. And I have to give it to somebody else. Vanities of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. So it's tough to have a loss of self-esteem and purpose and drive that dignity. Then you have the loss of relationships where, you know, a lot of people that you knew, they've died, they've gone. You're kind of feeling left alone. Maybe, maybe even your wife or, or your spouse and you feel extremely lonely. Do you guys experience that? Any of you? You know, you can feel that and your children are off living their own lives, grandchildren far away. It can be very lonely. And then fears can come in and guilt. Oh, you think back on your life. I, I, I've made a lot of mistakes. I have sins and I'm about to depart, and I'm going to go to God, and, and I'll stand before Him. Will I be accepted there? Because my sins come haunting me uh, towards the end of my life. Will I go to heaven or hell? And then you have then the fear of the unknown, namely, <laughs> where am I going? I'm leaving everything I've ever known. As Solomon also said, man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets, and dust returns to the earth as it was, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. So, are you depressed yet? I mean, it's heavy getting older. It's kind of painful. It can be great, but it's got a lot of troubles that go along with it. It's not for the faint of heart, so I hear. Why? Because it's part of that old curse. Started in the garden and from that tree, that tree. We're all still under it and we're all still aging and we all will die if the Lord doesn't return in our lifetimes. So, Enough of the bad news. Are you ready for something brighter? Yeah. All right, let's come on the way up now. Is there any good news from God to you now about aging? A word to encourage you to help us now and as we age. Answer, yes, absolutely, amen, for sure. What is it? What is that help? The answer is simple. Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, let's consider it. The curse of death that started in the garden from that tree, that 
Terrible tree. At least for us, it was a tree of death when we ate. Sin struck us there. It killed us there. We died that very day spiritually, and death became at work, came to work in us so that we one day would all die. For we were all dead through our trespasses, dead in them through our sins in which we once walked, says Paul, Ephesians 2. But what's the good news? Christ has come, friends, I declare to you, to reverse the curse from that first tree by his second tree, the cross, to take away all that curse as we read. Galatians 3, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us as it's written, cursed be everyone who hangs upon a tree, that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And again, Peter says, 1 Peter 2, He himself bore our sins and his body on the cross, on that tree, he says, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. So what has God done for us? The good news is that the curse from that tree has been removed. It's been reversed. When Christ died on his tree, he restored us from the curse of the first tree to restore us back to life, to break the curse of the law, to break the curse of death. And now all who believe in Christ, be they young or old, have now come to life and are alive together in him. Namely, think about these words. Are these words to my dad? Dad, you are now in Christ restored. You are saved. You are rescued. You are alive in Christ and you have eternal life in you even now. That's amazing. Do we have life in us now? John says, 1 John 5, I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Friends, that's in you right now, even if you're getting up into your 90s. It's burning and shining in you even today. Because remember, when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, they died that day spiritually. When you eat of the second tree and its fruit, you come to life that very day, and you're alive forevermore through faith in the Savior. This is really, really good news to you. When you get older, especially, we have hope and comfort. What's the comfort? The comfort, God says, yes, you're getting older, but you are mine. I am yours, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you have life in you. The hope is that even when you die, you're going to live and actually come to greater life up above and in the world to come. Now, this doesn't remove all the pains of aging or the troubles of that curse, but can you see how it's already beginning to fix nearly everything? Like if, if I'm on a plane and I don't like turbulence, I think... Someone else in here doesn't like turbulence. When you're flying in a plane and you got like the thing is jostled around and you're getting thrown this way and that, that can be kind of scary. But if you are absolutely assured we're having a safe landing, you can take that turbulence a lot more courageously. Well, if you have a safe landing in Jesus Christ through his tree and whatever turbulence comes as you age, frankly, you can take it a lot more courageously. It doesn't remove all the pains of it, but it sure helps. Let's consider some of the helps also as you age. Number one, as for your body. Falling apart, failing. Oy, oy vey, that's troublesome. 
you know, you can just kind of laugh at that a little bit now, getting older, because you got a whole new body that is coming pretty soon. You know, uh, soon you're going to be looking better than Superman. Because guess what? Superman could be killed by kryptonite, but what you are going to be raised as, what God has promised you in Jesus, is a resurrected body that is imperishable. For it's right now sown in dishonor, our bodies. They will be raised in glory, says Paul. They're sown in weakness. They'll be raised in power. They're sown physical bodies. They'll be raised spiritual bodies. Right now we're perishable bodies, raised imperishable. There is no kryptonite against you. You will be shining like the sun in the kingdom of your Father. That's what Jesus gives you. So, you know, we can laugh a little bit about getting older. You look in the mirror, you're like, oh, where has my 20-year-old face gone? I mean, when I cut my hair now, which I did the other day, give myself a haircut, I can, it's so easy. Push down my bangs, I cut across the second wrinkle, you know? <laughs> It's like, what's happened to your youth? I mean, when you look in the mirror, oh, you're horrified. But you know what? Hey, laugh about it. It's just for a little while. You can, you can take it. You're going to get a much better body very soon, says God. It's like my Isuzu Rodeo. If you guys have been here long enough, I had a rodeo. I, had, I drove it for 20 years. Great for a lot of those years. Towards the end, the, there was a hole in the roof. Whenever it rained, it would cascade waterfalls into the back rushed like a mighty river down through the streets. It became a pool under my feet in the, in the pedals. My friend from England came over. We drilled a hole through the bottom and the whirlpool went out and all the water gushed out. And then my dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree. You know, every light of alarm was going off. And I was just like, ha, isn't that funny? Who cares? It's kind of a joke. It still gets me where I'm going. And one day when I get rid of this car, I'll get a new one. So this isn't forever. You know, that's kind of it is with our bodies. It's not forever. You've got to drill your holes in your body, in your knees, and put on a new hip and a shoulder or whatever. But, you know, eventually you're going to get a new one. So at least it doesn't take away all the pains, but it makes it a little easier. And we can laugh about it because soon you'll be better than Superman and you can laugh at the time to come through Christ. Secondly, as for your relationships and the loss of the feeling of being extremely lonely, yeah. You can't exactly take away all that. But God says at the same time, look, your family may not be around, but I'm going to send them back to you as you get nearer towards coming to me. And they're going to come back like migratory birds, coming back to their original nest. Just like I went up to see my dad and my mom last week because they're getting older. I'm returning to my nest to comfort them. God says, drink deeply of these times. Just like as we read when uh, Jacob was getting older, uh, Joseph heard that his father was ill and he came with his two sons and came to his father and so did all of his children. And Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob did. So your children, your grandchildren, they start to gather about you. And where you lose some friends, God sends other people in their place for comfort. And if you lose your spouse, well, that is super, super, super tough. But you have a day of happy reunion with them on a day very soon to come, and God will turn you to joy. So makes it easier. How about also the loss of identity and self-esteem and purpose? God says, what are you talking about losing your identity and self-esteem as you get older? Look, you're still mine. I'm still yours. And the purpose hasn't changed. 
Psalm 92, they still bring forth fruit in old age, the righteous do. They are ever full of sap and green to show that the Lord is faithful. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. God says, look, you may have come to old age, but I'm still your God. And I still want you to go out and shine the light of Christ to people. You can still lay up treasures for yourself in heaven and love everyone else around you. You have great purpose in me. And he says, as for all of your fears, as you draw near and to go, God says, what don't you remember that I am the God who said to you, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Even to the end of the age, I'm with you to deliver you. Even to old age and gray hairs, you're not alone. For my name is faithful. I will be with you. As for the guilt of your sins, and my dad feels some of that. I think we all do as we get older. Oh, what of my sins? Will I be accepted? God says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You're free. Don, you're free. Greg, you're forgiven. You're mine. You're saved. You're mine. You're saved. As for your regrets in life, my smile now covers those too. As for your fears of the future, the unknown, where am I going? God says, come on, you know where you're going. He says, don't you, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, Jesus says, believe also in me. For in my father's house up there, there's many rooms. Why would I have told you that if, I, if it weren't so? And when I go and prepare a place up there for you, I'm going to come again. I'm going to take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. So don't be afraid, Jesus says, you know where I'm going. Thomas is like, um, we still don't know where you're going. Lord, how can we know the way? Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You know me, I'm going to get you there. Don't you worry. For when you pass through the waters, Isaiah says, I will be with you, says the Lord. Through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through fire, you won't be burned and the flame won't consume you. Why? For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Marvelous news. So God says, in a word, lighten up. It'll be great. You're in my hands. I'll get you there. And you will love it. For what is before you when you leave this world? Not some unknown. God says, a joyful hope of a greater future delight to come beyond your wildest imaginations. It's my kingdom that I've prepared for you from the foundation of the world. A new heavens, a new earth, earth where righteousness dwells and I give you a voice even now from the throne that I will dwell with you on earth you'll be my people I'll be with you and I'm going to personally wipe away every tear from your eyes on that day I'm going to put away death forever and there's going to be no more mourning no more crying and no more of those pains anymore for all the former things will be passed away and I will say look behold see I make everything new for you. And I'm going to give you of the fountain of the water of life, okay, without payment. And he who conquers shall have this heritage. I'll be his God. He shall be my son. That is what is before you, Christians, in Jesus, when you depart the world. I shared this with my dad as he laid on his bed this week, not with strength enough even to really get up. And I said, Dad, with you and me, it's always been pals forever. God just said here in this book, it's Pals forever with our father, our dad, above. And that's what's before us. And he smiled and we had a great time and look forward to it. So, in conclusion today, friends, I'm not here to take away all the pains of getting older. It's going to be still tough. It's hard to get old. 
But I'll tell you, there is good news to you from God. By a tree came death. By the tree of the cross has now come to you life forever, restored and the breaking of that curse. And by Jesus, soon you will also taste of the third tree, which is the tree of life, which appears again in paradise, where you will joy to eat of that tree forever with God and all the saints in the kingdom to come. And just know that he will help you and encourage you and be faithful to you now and forever. Conclude with this word from Isaiah 46. God says to you right now, hearken to me. All you house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel, who've been born by me from your birth and carried from the womb, even to your old age, I am he. And to gray hairs, I will carry you. I've made you and I will bear you. I will carry you and I will save you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.